Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, Washington football team fans, fans of the NFL Shield, NFL bettors, fantasy football players, anybody I might have left out joining us, far and wide, welcome in to episode number 120 of the Talk in the Line podcast, 120 episodes. Holy cow, does time fly when you're having fun, and as always, Thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful September 8th, 2021, soon to turn back into this beautiful day of bets. It's coming quick, fast, and in a hurry, ladies and gentlemen. One more day, one final sleep, and the NFL season is officially upon us, but hey, we have one more NFL season preview. We have been telling you about it for a long time, wrapping them all up with the Washington football team today. But before we do, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, might as well hit that notification bell as well so you never miss the start of any live show or additional TTL content dropping. As a reminder, first episode of our new show, Wise Words, drops today at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. We'll talk about that just a little bit more here in a second and at the end of the show. But next item up on the docket, if you are listening, Uh, via the audio version on your favorite podcast directory. Make sure you hit that subscribe button there as well so you never miss the drop of any audio as we always release it after every show is complete. Next item here, if you could be so kind, you can find it in your heart. You got a few seconds to do so, please. Hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating. Jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do and it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, as always, head over to this episode's description where you'll find the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you'll see the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and our additional content so you can consume all of that however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, joining us on episode number 120, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Soroka, and once again, I cannot thank you enough from the both of us for choosing to stop by the final NFL Special Edition before we get back to business as usual, cash and gridiron tickets far and wide of varying amounts, denominations, and types. 
we have loads to discuss today, and then we got plenty of announcements and other things to talk about. But, 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 I keep saying we, I keep saying us, I keep saying crew, this, that, and the third, yet I have failed to bring in the second half of TTL Sports Media. So it is now time to bring in the co-host of the Talk in the Line podcast, also now every single Wednesday, the co-host of the Wise Words podcast, a young man who likes his White Sox chances here in the postseason, but is almost sweeping them under the rug, if you will say, but keeping a watchful eye because it is time to firmly supplant the cheese head upon his dome. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley, R. Mags, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I could not be doing much better. Football is on the horizon. Uh, kickoff eve, if you will. It is a great day to be alive. Great day to be talking about the Washington football team because Ooh, uh, we've yes, had sir. some uh, we've got some interesting thoughts on this team. And uh, I've this is one that I've been waiting to get to. And of course, it's the last one. But uh, hey, we're no we're not sweeping the socks under the rug. We just got a nice little cruise control rolling right now. Okay, okay. Just a few short weeks away from socks October twenty twenty one. But uh, uh, be careful of wet pavement. Might do a little hydroplaning oh, there you, yeah, you know the, we, uh, nice ball in the dugout last night to mr Roy. talk about, i don't even get me started on just bullshit injury luck dude what the fuck yeah so that's kind of why i wanted to give him a little something something there i knew we already uh, got a few too many guys on the <laughs> 10 day right now dude so we're just you know cruise control cruising on in getting everybody healthy and we'll be ready to rock no sweat well welcome into episode number 120 partner i uh very very from the bottom of my heart, need to apologize. You saw me over here take a sip of coffee without oh. cheers into you and to you, my friends. If you're out there sipping on the black elixir of the gods this morning to get you a little extra pep in your step, quick swig and let's get back after it. Oh, that's a two sipper. Sorry. Hold on to your shorts over here, guy. Jeez. Woo! Okay. Yep. That's good. That's good. We're going to have to come back to that. But for now, here we are. Episode 120 of the Talking Line podcast. Um, we got the Washington football team on tap today. Yes, sir. We, as always, will be talking about the offense, the defense, the coaching staff, everything in between in the full team breakdown. We'll dive into the full schedule, some of the key uh, rest and prep advantages and disadvantages, as well as our full record predictions the entire season overall. And then also, uh, we will be diving into a full season betting preview. As always, think there's going to be some serious, serious value on the football team here in 2021. And even though most of you probably should have already done your fantasy drafts by now, sure. if you haven't, you guys are right at the bare last second that you possibly could be but hey sure some people way, do it this uh you know last day before the season starts some, some people, people do it either way we'll still be dishing out our best fantasy advice in start stash or pass outside of that before we get into today's team of the day one more quick reminder and we'll talk about it a little bit more at the end of the show but i am buzzing today ladies and gentlemen i'm about to come out of my chair if you hadn't been able to tell the energy i'm already just permeating out of me we have our brand new show today, Wise Words, new podcast dropping on YouTube at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So as soon as this show is over, you might have about 30 minutes, 15 minutes to wait. 
and then it's going to be live on YouTube, and you'll be able to watch it. It'll be up there. There is a brand new Wise Words playlist that'll be right there as well. And then hopefully today, if not definitely tomorrow, uh, the audio will be available on all major podcast directories, just like it is for the TTL pod. Right. So we'll talk about that more in depth. We got loads to cover right now. Let's get into today's team of the day, the final team on our long journey. What has been a well-trodden path sure. of season previews here, NFL Special Editions. Let's wrap it up with the best team. And if you guys are hearing some of that in the background, I apologize. The fuck sticks <laughs> that are above us decided to open up a construction zone and not tell yours truly. So, hey, after this, we will definitely be having some nice conversations. So, uh, outside of that, let's continue on with the show. Today's team of the day, ladies and gentlemen, the Washington football team. Now, all that being said, it's going to have to be a little grinder podcast, much like this Washington defense here this day here, partner. Yeah, uh, somebody might, me, might have to go up there and, and roll some <laughs> fucking heads. Um, if that continues, we might have to have a little conversation because um, I made that very clear that we do not do that during recording <laughs> time, and they know recording time. So we're going to have to uh, we're gonna have to have a little discussion. But for now. The Washington football team, my friend. Let's bring it back to episode number 120. No harm, no foul. Just a quick little bump in the road. Hopefully we don't have to encounter any more. But for now, let's stick with the team. Let's get into the first segment of the day, ladies and gentlemen, with the entire team breakdown. All right, here we go. As always, hyperspeed through the offense, through the defense, and the coaching staff. Kick things off offensively, key losses, key additions, 2020 numbers, our overall outlooks, and the key rankings, courtesy of our guys over at SFA for one final time. Flip it over to the defense, coaching staff, then on to the schedule. I'll kick things off, as always, with the key losses on the offensive side of the ball. They did have a handful of guys that are of note, but also they did add in a handful of guys that are of sure. note and alleviate any losses or any issues that they might possibly have. Two quarterbacks left. Uh, if you follow NFL in any sort of capacity, you definitely know this. Alex Smith and Kyle Allen. Alex Smith officially retired, uh, taking up broadcasting. I'm not uh, sure either NBC or CBS. I can't remember yeah, exactly I don't remember. what he's doing. CBS sounds right. CBS might be right. Either way, hey, best of luck uh, post-career there, Mr. Alex Smith. And then Bryce Love, running back. They let go. One ride wide receiver, Robert Foster. And then three tight ends. They let go uh, Jeremy Sprinkle, Thaddeus Moss, and Marcus Bow or Bow. Not really, so I think it might be Baugh. And then uh, Donald Penn, offensive tackle as well. So not anybody super to note there, as I kind of mentioned. Uh, some of those guys, you might not even know the name. You might have not ever seen them on the field sure. in Washington. So definitely um, nothing really to write home about there. Sure. But I do believe we got a little bit to write home about as far as the key offensive additions go. So, partner, you yes, care sir. to uh, lay those down for us here this morning? Yes, sir. There is a handful of actually very notable additions here. Most notably, Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, Fitztragic. We will probably see every iteration of that man that has been now uh, will be his ninth oh, team in ho, the ho, NFL. Oh, Fitzmagic, <laughs> you know Please continue. Of course. Uh, so that is going to be QB number one, uh, hopefully going to get some uh, continuity at that position after last year. They also brought in a couple guys to help him out. handful of guys, actually. Curtis Samuel and Adam Humphrey is going to be uh, 
Curtis Samuel especially, and I think Adam Humphreys could be a little security blanket there. Wide receivers, Eric Flowers, left guard, going to potentially be getting that starting spot on the left side there, as well as Charles Charles Leno in from my partner, Chicago Bears. Right Both up. these guys are going to play some key roles on the offensive line. That right about up. does it for the free agency additions. They also brought in DeAndre Carter. Don't think he's going to play much of a role, though. Uh, out of the draft, second round offensive tackle, Samuel Cosme out of Texas. Uh, I don't believe he'll be getting the day one start. Uh, he might be competing. I'm out not sure about that. Deami Brown, third round wide receiver out of UNC. Fourth round tight end, John Bates out of Boise State. And then seventh round wide receiver, Dax Milne out of BYU. So definitely some notable additions here, Barner. I wonder if uh, that uh, Mr. Master Bates from uh, from uh, Boise there, I was wondering if he lives in a big mansion. Maybe he has a uh, a butler or something. That's kind of where my head went there. I know I have a sick fucking head. Master Bates? Master Bates, how are you doing today? <laughs> Just a little laugh for you. Goodness gracious, have a fucking little bit of comedy, guy. We're just having fun here this morning. Either way, moving right along for some key 2020 stats and numbers here. We are looking at them. Uh, As far as offensive numbers go, they average 4.9 yards per play offensively. They rushed the ball 37.77% of their plays and passed on 62.23% of their plays. Completion percentage across the board was 64.34%. Third down conversion right at a 39.75 clip. And red zone scoring was at a 58.82 clip. So obviously that third down conversion is the one that really sticks out in your mind the most. I think that improves dramatically here. And then I think they lean a little bit more rush. I think they get into maybe the 40 to 45 range, somewhere in that ballpark, especially with how good Antonio Gibson looked last year. He's actually my RB2 on my fantasy team, uh, my main fantasy team, our dynasty league with me and this guy. So I think uh, that definitely improves. I think the rushing consistency improves. And then, you know, that completion percentage might improve as well. And I think another thing that's really going to help improve that third down conversion is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm -hmm. They had a quarterback carousel in a half last year, and we'll talk about it here in just a moment. But uh, let's get back into 2021 with some of the key guys starting, or the projected week one starters, rather. Starting with the offensive line, uh, they got Cornelius Lucas, Brandon Scherf, Chase Roulier, Eric Flowers, and Charles Leno Jr. Uh, Either to the left, to the right, sometimes blocking, sometimes catching passes. You know what I say, Logan Thomas. Then uh, wide receivers, they got Terry F1, McScorn, McLaurin, Mm -hmm. Adam Humphreys in the slot, and Curtis Samuel. My partner mentioned him, new addition from Carolina on the opposite side there. They also have Daimi Brown. They got out of UNC in the draft. And then it's kind of a toss-up right now who that fifth guy on the depth chart is going to be. They got a handful of guys, but no one really worth mentioning that you need to know about right now. But maybe some potential sleepers in fantasy come here a few weeks. Then you got the running backs, the aforementioned my man Antonio Gibson, and then backing him up again this year, J.D. McKissick, who actually led the team in receptions, if I am not mistaken, last year. So uh, definitely worth a stash two in fantasy if you didn't get your hands on Gibson or if you need a handcuff for Gibson. And then quarterback room, Ryan Oh-Ho-Ho Fitzmagic is going to be QB1 this year. And then uh, impressed in the playoffs last year, Taylor Heineke backing him up. Heineke. uh, I think it's Heineke, Heineke, actually. And, uh, yeah, that's overall the entire offense. So in my mind, boys and girls, 
they have plenty of opportunities to put up some points. I think the magic is not gone out of Ryan Fitzpatrick sure. yet. I think he still has plenty of flash. We'll talk about it once we get into the schedule breakdown and betting preview, obviously. But the front half of their schedule, eh, it's going to be a little bit difficult offensively. Sure. Back half of their schedule, they should light it up. The last seven games of their season, they should absolutely sure. light it up, if not eight. The the eighth is just against the Buccaneers. But I digress. We'll talk about that later. So my thoughts overall, 2021, and uh, some of the key guys there. What are you thinking going into 2021 here for the offense? Yeah, I've got similar thoughts here, partner. I think, uh, you know, there might be certain times where I don't think we're going to see it like that we saw last year by any means. We should be much better here. What do you got going on? I just fucking laughed at my joke again. My master. Get out of here, dude. I'm sorry. Get your head out of the fucking gutter. We're trying to get game time here. We got to get our minds locked in, okay? Come on. Come on. Let's go. All right. Sorry. All right. All right. Come on. Okay. Continue, please. (laughs) Sorry. I don't even follow up with that, dude. I like this offense, okay? I like all these receivers. I like, I mean, I love the receivers they brought in. No question about it. All jokes aside, Gibson, I'm a huge fan of as much as you are. McKissick, very solid backup running back. Um, And, you know, I think with just with the continuity here at quarterback, obviously, you know, you may have your own thoughts about Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he's no question about it. He's improved over the last couple of years. Does Fitz tragic certainly show his face at least a few times over the course of the season? It does, but... I don't think we're going to see it enough to, uh, I think we might only see it a couple times and, you know, a, the Fitz magic games and it's going to look fantastic. But then I think a large part of the year, you're going to see in between that where he's just, uh, you know, solid, not playing, uh, you know, high mistake, uh, football here. And he keeps this football team in a spot where their defense can help him win games. Because as you mentioned, partner, the biggest issue with this offense last year was just the roller coaster at quarterback. And I don't think we're going to see that this year. And I think it's going to pay dividends this year for him. I pretty much echo everything you say there, my Mm -hmm. friend. And the biggest thing that sticks out for me, why I think we see improvements, is because of the quarterback room. You have locked down Fitzpatrick Fitzpatrick and Heineke, and you don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, are we going to have some Dwayne Haskins drama? Kyle Allen. Are we going to have to see if Kyle Allen can get the job done? Oh no, Alex Smith, he just about lost his leg not even (laughs) a year ago, and now he's back on a football field. I hope he can win us a game. Yeah, he's the one that at least got him to, uh, you know, where they needed to be, though. So he did, for sure. So, hey, props to Alex Smith even making it out and doing what he did, scratching out seven and nine. But that's kind of why I'm optimistic, because when they got that final continuity of guy that doesn't play, uh, you know, high-mistake football, that's when they started to get rolling. So that's kind of where I'm, uh, you know, my optimism lies here. Precisely everything that was coming out of my mouth. So I think we are uh, right on the exact yeah. same page as far as the offense go here. And I do believe we are on the same page as far as the defense. Mm-hmm. And I do apologize, my friends. I I have to just get it out of the way now. I, I, I am slap happy as all fuck. Your hostess with the mostess is buzzing through the roof. We have NFL football back on TV tomorrow. We have NFL football Sunday for the first time in the doggone year. I'm making a pork butt for the boys. I can't (laughs) wait for all that nonsense to go down. We got more college football coming up. I'm already finding action there. I mean, I I cannot contain myself. On top of it all, wise words coming out today. I am just, I have electricity pulsing through my veins. And every once in a while, I might go down a rabbit hole, something goofy might come out of my face, and you're just going to have to bear with me today, but I promise I will, as always, keep the proverbial train that is the Talking the Line podcast steaming down the tracks. Well, let's get steaming here. Wrapping up the offensive side of the line (laughs) with the key rankings, we have from 
SFA. Now, not super high on this offense as we are. The quarterback room comes in ranked 19th in the league. Offensive line, 17th overall. Running back, 17th as well. And then the receiving unit, 20th in the league. Obviously, those are pretty modest. They can definitely improve sure. upon all of those in every single category. And I think they do. I just think there's a lot of guys who are unproven and guys who need to still kind of uh, make it happen a little bit. And there's some question marks as far as their depth goes. Sure. So. They can definitely improve upon that, but I do think those are fair rankings for the time being. For sure. But I think also you should share the opinion that we do, that this offense is actually going to be high-flying all year long. So I think they'll be really, really good overall as far as that goes. Now, over to the defensive side of the ball. Let's get things started here. Partner, as always, key losses defensively for the football team going into 2021. Alrighty, so there's a few names that you're going to recognize, but uh, you know that's either guys that are past their prime or guys that used to have a bigger impact that don't anymore. Man, there was one or two surprises here, but largely there is so many guys they brought in and so many guys they kept that are going to be dominant enough that these names don't matter too much here. Jimmy Moreland, though, cornerback played 16 games. He is on his way out this offseason. That was unexpected. However, it does seem like they are high on a lot of guys in that defensive back room, so they were fine with letting him walk. Fabian Moreau, also, another defensive back played 16 games. Ronald Darby, another defensive back, back played 16 games. But as I mentioned, they've got a lot of guys that they love, and they're happy to have these guys walk. Kevin Pierre-Lewis, linebacker, played 13 games. Sean Deion Hamilton, linebacker, played 14. And then the uh, the one that you'll know, uh, Washington fans and NFL fans alike, Ryan Kerrigan off the edge played 16 games in 10 seasons in Washington. But his production has since dropped off. And uh more of a uh, sentimental piece for Washington fans to see go. He's actually in division rival of the Philadelphia Eagles now, so I'm sure Washington fans are sad to see that happen. But uh, as I mentioned, his, his production has dropped off, and he, I believe he had five sacks last year. So not quite the double-digit sack guy that he used to be, so not a huge loss here as far as 2021 is concerned, partner. Show enough, and they did add a few guys that are going to either make an immediate impact or be some very key depth adds. They added William Jackson, the third defensive back. Looks like he's going to be a starting cornerback now. No question about it. They added Daryl Roberts. Great depth add there at the defensive back position as well. David Mayo, who looks like he will be in the mix linebacker-wise. And then also Joe Walker. Nothing to really write home about Walker in that regard as of now. In the draft, they picked up Jamin Davis from right. Kentucky. Absolute stud. Uh, I think that Ron Rivera, you know, this might be a bold take. I think this is the Luke Keekly 2.0. It's your gonna, opinion. Yeah, I knew what you were trying yeah, to say, though. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I, I was going to say something else, but we'll just stay off of all of that. Um, but yes, I think this is going to be Ron Rivera's next Luke Keekley project, sure. and I think this is going to be an absolutely electrifying young man to watch. We'll uh, we'll talk about him definitely later on. Might be some additional betting value on him over sure. the course of the season. Brought in Benjamin St. Juiced, defensive back out of Minnesota. Derek Forrest, <laughs> safety out of Cincinnati. I'm sorry. What was that Minnesota accent, my friend? Minnesota. <laughs> William Bradley King, defensive end out of Baylor. And Shaka Tony, defensive end out of Penn State. So there you have it. There you go. That's all of their uh, defensive additions. Definitely some guys that can make an immediate impact, but uh, guys overall who are mostly going to uh, be more depth ads rather than anything. So that does it. Key additions, key losses on the defensive side of the ball. These guys, these guys today, my friend, I tell you what, 
Uh, th that's everything. I'm going to try and keep my focus here. Stay in touch. Stay in tune. Here's Here we're going. We're moving into 2020 now. That's uh, all the losses, all the additions now into 2020. Numbers defensively for them. They allowed opponents to average five yards per play. Opponent completion percentage was at 61.86% across the board. Opponents converted on third down at a 37.83 clip and only scored in the red zone 50% of the mm -hmm. time. So I think those numbers, obviously, again, third down and red zone jump out for you yep. this time on the defensive side of the ball. I think we see a little bit of regression there. I'm not going to say a boatload. I'm not going to say it's going to be crazy, but it's very, 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 very hard year over year in the NFL to maintain sure. numbers that good on critical key spots. Sure. There's a reason that I mentioned those stats because those mean a lot both offensively and defensively. So key uh, stats for you there coming from 2020. Let's look at the projected week one starters here coming up right around the bend. We have the defensive line, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Darren Payne, and Chase Young, my man selection for defensive player of the year. Behind them, the aforementioned Jamin Davis, and then also the aforementioned David Mayo. Those two guys are probably going to be working in there opposite of my guy, Jonathan Bostic. Feels like he's been in the league for about 50 years at this point, just making plays left, right, and center. He is still playing at an extremely elite level, and I think his veteran presence definitely works wonders for this front seven. As far as the secondary goes, it's going to be a little bit of a toss-up. We obviously know William Jackson is going to be starting, and then uh, Cameron F or, uh, Christian Fuller is going to be... Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller, I apologize. Kendall Fuller is going to be starting for sure on the both outsides. Now, for some reason, they let go of Moreland mm -hmm. from last year, and that was one of their best slot cornerbacks. I'm not really sure why, but he's in Houston now. Mm -hmm. So it looks like it's going to be kind of a flip back and forth um, between Cameron Curl and then also uh, Bobby McCain. Bobby McCain. Like. So that's kind of what I was thinking. I, I, oh, one of those guys, right now it's kind of projected. Or Benjamin St. Juice as well. That too. But it also looks like Curl is probably going to play that deep look. So I would imagine that McCain is probably yeah. going to play the slot safety. Because then opposite, or the slot cornerback, I apologize, because opposite of uh, Curl there is Landon Collins, still a uh, solid player right. as well. So I think this secondary is very, very damn yeah, good. Man. Even though there's a little bit of question marks, like who's actually going to get the start, I think they have plenty of depth. And I don't think that they're going to have to cover up any holes for this front seven, like a lot of teams we've right. talked about. I think that they are going to only help the front seven elevate. I could see this team averaging... Uh, across the board on secondary, I, I could see them averaging less than eight yards per pass attempt all, all here in 2021. Yep. I know that might also be another bold prediction, but I really, really could see it. These guys are damn good. Mm -hmm. And if Chase Young lives up to the defensive player of the year that I have been projecting, it is going to be an absolute rampage. Even top three. Game. Even, Even top, top three. three. Even top three. I have no doubt in my mind that this defense produces sure might see a little regression in a couple key areas i don't think it's going to kill them at all across the board actually if you saw uh on our twitter today joe d'amico picked these guys to win the nfc east so right. we will talk about that too and i mean we are talking them up here like they should have the ability we have sure. not talked about any nfc east team like we have about this team no. so that's my opinions now, both offensively and defensively. Partner, wrapping it up defensive-wise, what are you feeling in 2021? I really can't add too much to what you said, man. I am as high on this defense as you are. What I will add, uh, you know, I might suggest that uh, my personal thought is I might think those numbers might kind of even out to what they uh, were last year. I might 
or I think we might see that again here. And part of that is what I'm thinking is that, you know, the first half of the season, their point total, some of their stats weren't great. And that's because, A, they were playing some good offenses, but it was B, with that quarterback carousel of Kyle Allen and Dwayne Haskins and their offenses was, were putting the defenses in such terrible, terrible positions. And I don't think we're going to see that this year. Like I said, maybe we see one, two games where uh, Ryan Fitztragic shows its face, and that's kind of what we see. But you overall, you got to quit putting that out there on that man, dude. You've hey been Fitztragic in him all doggone episode. I am amped that he, Ryan Fitzpatrick is there. Oh, fault. no. You, he struggles at your There's fault. never been a, a season where he hasn't shown Fitztragic at least twice. I, I haven't heard anybody saying Fitztragic this year, and mm. it's you're the first person that I've heard it from. I, hey, hey, hey. Not me, bro. Okay. Not me, bro. Okay. <laughs> I hey, I am amped that Fitzpatrick is here. I just know what I've seen at least a couple times this year. We're going to see the bad, bad Ryan Fitzpatrick. The other 15 games, I think 10 of them will see solid. And, you know, the other whatever, four, five, we'll see Ryan Fitzmagic. But I think there's just going to be a couple games where he's bad, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So you're thinking Fitz mediocre across the board? Uh, it's in some way, yeah. Okay. I can I can get down with that. All right. As far as the defense, because then we go, go back to the offense there. As far as the defense, wrapping that up, keeping it on the defensive side of the ball, front seven ranks fourth in the league. Dominant group and the secondary ranks ninth in the league. So mm-hmm. obviously that secondary can improve upon that number, but I think that's right about where they finish over the course of the entire season. Wrapping things up for the entire team breakdown, how about – a little bit of coaching staff advice or maybe a little discussion here. They got Ron Rivera coming back now. It is his uh, second official season. Actually, this entire coaching staff's second official sure. season. Backed up by the offensive coordinator of Scott Turner and then defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio. So with the combination of Rivera and Del Rio, I have no question that this defense is going to remain dominant and improve. And just alone with Ron Rivera's track record of improving young players. Right. Now, one thing that's going to stand in the way of this team's success is if the man in the high castle, Dan Snyder, mm-hmm. keeps his te- his hands on this team. Yeah. I mean, it's point blank, period. Everybody knows it. If this turns into Rivera's team, they have a damn shot oh, yeah. of going deep in the playoffs. Right. They have a more than a shot of winning the NFC East and then shocking the world on right. a few teams in the playoffs. But it has to be Ron Rivera's team. Yep. I know... He hasn't had the most success. He's only got one Super Bowl, eight seasons with Cam Newton. I mean, it's a lot to lot to lot to think about, but I think this is the year that we see Riverboat Ron absolutely lighten it up in Washington. And I wouldn't say maybe coach of the year. Hell, maybe I might say coach of the year. Maybe I have to sprinkle a little bit on him, but I'm extremely high on this coaching staff. I'm extremely high on the football team in general. So hey, go football team. Let's go. Let's go football team. Yeah, I can't add too much there, man. I echo what you're saying there. Ten four. Well, let's uh wrap it up here (laughs) (laughs) that is everything uh or actually one final ranking there uh ron rivera per the guys over at sfa per their key rankings he comes in as the 17th ranked coach in the league so not the worst but not the best by any means so there you go there you have it let's keep it moving second segment of the day ladies and gentlemen the entire schedule breakdown now if you've been coming around for a while now you know we skip going week by week we save that all for the betting preview when we break down all their weekly spreads game totals everything in between but what i will tell you is that week nine is their bye week and what i also will tell you is my overall thoughts and opinions on how their overall record shakes out here in 2021 and my partner will be so kind as to oblige you all as well with his opinions so 
kicking things off here, my friends, with the conference or the division. I apologize. We obviously got the division, eight main non-divisional games, mm-hmm. and then the three games outside of that. So that all being said, as far as the NFC ish goes, patented by TTL Sports Media, I believe, I believe that, I believe that we see the Washington football team do damn good in the NFC East. They play their entire division from week 14 to week 18, except in week two where they play the Giants on Thursday night football. Right. I think they absolutely run the table to close the season. It's very, very hard for me to believe that they don't. Um, I, I believe they get the week 14 matchup against Dallas at home, even though they have a three-game rest disadvantage. And then they go away, equal rest, no problem, Sunday night football. They're going to need that game. They'll lock it down. They'll seal it up. And I think it's going to be very, very muddy between the rest of the other teams in the NFC East because the football team's going to have no NFC East record until week <laughs> week 14, for right. crying out loud. I mean, so in my mind, they have loads of success. I think they sweep the Giants. They sweep the Eagles, no problem at all. If I would lean anywhere... It might be something against the Cowboys. But, man, I, I really want to give them a clean 6-0 and sweep. Something's got to happen somewhere. It still is the NFC ish. It is still, per your words, Ryan Fitz tragic from time to time. I will buy into that. So, one way or another, give me 5-1 and one out of the NFC ish for the football team. All righty. So, I, I'm on the fence of 4-5 and five here, pal. I, I think they get the win in Week 2 against the Giants. And then... Kind of what you said at the end there, especially with a clean five-game stretch against the division. I think you're not going to find a five-game stretch where Ryan Fitzpatrick was good consistently for five straight games. You just won't find it. And uh, so for that reason, I'm going to give him a loss somewhere, at least one and somewhere in that stretch. And, uh, you know, this division is just a, it's, it's an absolute cluster. Every time you count one of these terrible teams out, they show up and surprise us. So I'm going to go four and two one way or another here. And uh, it's going to be a little uh, just NFC-ish weird stuff going on. And then another Ryan Fitz tragic game there in that last five games. So give me four and two from the football team in the division here. All right, four and two from the football team. And I will remind you, however, that in the final seven weeks of the season, they do play those division opponents. And it just so happens that not a single one of those opponents ranks under 20th in defensive pass efficiency more than fair so either way you want to lean so are you going to lean four and two or five and one four and two sir. four and two all right locking it in at four and two all right moving right along first group of four out of the eight main non-divisional games for the foosball team is the afc west i think we're going to see some real interesting doggone games here yeah man out of the afc west now as far as the broncos go it's going to be a real interesting game for me. <laughs> I don't know really what exactly happens. It is played in mile high, so I'm going to give the Broncos the advantage there because it, the football team does come in on a three-game rest disadvantage, yep. and that game being in mile high plays a little bit of a factor sure. in my mind. So early on, it is in week eight, but early on, I'm going to give that team or that game to the Broncos 
And then uh, as far as the Chiefs go, I would love to say I think so, but uh, I, the defense will put some pressure on Mahomes yeah. in that offense, but I, I'm all right. I'll, sure. I'll say the Chiefs win that as well. The Chargers, again, is going to be another toss-up. It's going to be a very, very fun, interesting game in week one. I do lean football team, but I just like both teams so much and how they're built this season that I don't really know who edges it out. They're so damn close on paper. Right. that And, hey, per the legendary Joe D'Amico, football is not played on paper. It's played on the gridiron. That's fair. So, they're so damn close on paper, and I really can't uh, deduct anything real firm on the gridiron. I got to go with the guy who's got more experience, and, and I got to go with the football team. Okay. I got to go with the more experienced coach in Rivera over okay. Staley, and I'm just, uh, that's kind of where my head's at. Fitz magic over yeah. Herbert. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. And then, it, it, I mean, I'm not saying it's not going to be a fucking. Yeah, it's a one point spread for a reason. It's a one point game. spread yeah, for a 100%. reason. 100%. And then, uh, the Raiders, I think they still get that win. Uh, Four-game rest disadvantage in the black hole for the yeah. football team, but it's going to be very important for them at the end of the year. So overall, across the board, AFC West, I will go 2-2. Two and two. Okay. I'll save some time here, and I'm going to say 2-2 two and two one way or another. I really don't know where to pick out these wins, man, and, and that's kind of, kind of how you sounded there because I kind of – Lean towards football team week one, but I also really like the Chargers. I don't think they. I thought you were going to skip every that all of that stuff. I know I, I'm, I'm like <laughs> trying to talk myself into or out of anything. I'll for the most part I'll I'll skip everything here because that yeah all these games I'm really interested. It's just interesting matchups. No real one team has an overpowering strength. I don't think. I do think they get that win over the Raiders, but I'll say two and two one way or another. All right. Well, we're on the same page there. That would uh, put us in agreement for the first time here today. Mm -hmm. So, next round of four, NFC South. I'll yep. let you kick things off this time around. How you think the football team's gonna fare down there? Okay. I um, I'm actually leaning towards three and one here, partner. Okay. I and. I'm going to say the Bucks get that win, but it is in Washington out of the uh, football team's bye. I guess actually it looks like both teams are coming off their bye week. But, uh, I mean, you saw it in that playoff game. The football team played them pretty damn well. Um, so I'll still give the Bucks that win. But I, I do think the uh, WFT is going to get the other three teams here. They get the Saints at home if they had to. Uh, you know, I don't know. As far as it doesn't matter where actually, the Saints are going here because – they might not even be at home yet, and I kind of mentioned it a few a uh, few episodes ago. The Saints team, if they don't have a home, uh, even when they're on the road, it's going to be a week by week road game. So I think they're going to struggle off the gates in the first few weeks here. So I'm going three and one here. I was going to tell you to stick a pin in that, but perfect because um, I did want to mention something to definitely think about the Saints there. I made that look in my mind, and and if you saw the look on my face, it was like almost the perfect public face of the Saints. The Saints should take care of that, no problem at all. But you mentioned key things. <laughs> they're not playing at home for the foreseeable right. future. And this they, one is in Washington, but it, it, it still affects. Yeah. Right, but it's still going to affect their travel. They're still mm -hmm. going to be all over the place. The Saints are going to be a team that you're going to have to monitor really, really, really closely. And we'll talk about it more in the betting preview. And we already have, but we didn't talk about it as much in depth because a lot of these things really weren't happening right. when we covered the Saints. Right. So, None of it was. Yeah, yeah. Not, not at all. So a little something to think about. And the other thing it. to mention is, uh, you know, I mentioned the other team, other um, a few days ago about the Saints and matching up similar to similarly to these other teams and other sports that haven't had a home field advantage. Those teams at least have had a home base. Mm. The Saints team probably isn't going to be able to play in Jacksonville on right. their, you know, what their home games should be. They might be bouncing around to a few different stadiums. So I figured I'd mm -hmm. add that point on there as well. I definitely concur with you as well there, my friends. So 
Um, very, very happy that you mentioned that because I, I honestly would have forgotten that because yeah. you saw, <laughs> you guys saw the look on my face. I instantaneously was like, geez, yeah, I think the Saints. I mean, a hey, public perception, public perception, public perception. So I do as well believe they go three and one. Um, the Panthers game, all these games are going to be pretty doggone interesting. Yeah. The Panthers game is going to be interesting just because it is in Carolina. And hey, late in the season, week 11, we'll see what happens. Outside of that, I really don't think they have any yeah. problems with the Falcons. These and, are some really important games. Yeah, though. really, really important games. And I mean, if I'm going to say they lose anyone, it's going to obviously be against the Buccaneers. Sure. So give me as well three and one out of the AFC South. Keep it moving. Keep it grooving final three games or three opponents that they have on their schedule are the Buffalo Bills, the Green Bay Packers of Lambeau Field, and the 12th man, Seattle Seahawks. Now, I could see these just going one way or another that they go one and two, but okay. I also can see them going two and one. Okay. I can see... I would put it more on the Bills or the Hawks to flub up and allow them to go two and one there. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily put it all on Green Bay because I'm not as afraid of Roge against that defense versus Josh Allen. And I love Mr. Unlimited, but yeah, I just don't know about this defense. So I like, oh, give me an optimistic two and one. Screw okay. It. I'm going to say one and two with the win over the Seahawks. You mentioned the Packers, man. I am going to say that the Packers get that win, and I'm probably going to bet on it. This is actually the type of defense that has given the Packers and Aaron Rodgers the most trouble over his, uh, you know, the course of his career in Green Bay. This type of defense that can get after the quarterback while also having a solid secondary. So I will actually be a little nervous about that game just because of this defense. And, uh, you know, if that offense plays with any consistency, it might be a tough one for us despite – it being in Green Bay. So if it was in Washington, I would be very nervous about it. But one way or another, give me one and two. I think it's going to be that Seahawks game in Washington. Seahawks having to travel across the country for Monday night. If it was in Seattle, I'd lean the other way, 0-3. But with it being in the old FedEx, uh, whatever they call it, FedEx Stadium, FedEx Field, it is going to be one and two for me here. Partner, we did it. Partner, we did, did we? it. We did it. All right. So. <laughs> little optimistic two and one for me. Little optimistic two and one for me. Maybe if it's a one and two, it's still eleven and six for me. But I'll stick with my optimistic okay. two and one in the remaining three to give us a grand total. If you're riding with me, twelve and five Ooh. for the Washington football team in 2021. If you're a little less optimistic, but wouldn't say pessimistic by any means, with my partner, you are going ten and seven. Good news, ladies and gentlemen. We don't have to fret here today. We don't have to worry here today. We don't have to question our abilities as handicappers because we'll talk about it in the full betting preview. But the Washington football team season win total is currently set at eight and a half wins, and it has actually caught a hookup from opening at eight total wins. So I think we might have found some value finally so. here, boys and girls. It's been a while. It's been a while. There's been a lot of stayaways. has been a lot of we have hit the nail right on the head. There was a handful hey, in I a think, row that I was yeah, hammering it. I think this is going to be a push. And, yeah, we were hammering a few in a <laughs> row for sure. <laughs> and ten or so. It eh? is good to be back. So yes, one sir. more time. 12 and 5, a little optimistically for me. 10 and 7 for Mags for the football team here in 2021. 
We know all of our opinions. You know who they're playing. You know some of the key dates and stuff that they have. Let's make sure you know about some of the key rest and prep disadvantages because this is going to loom extremely sure. large for the football team, and you guys are going to have to be up to date yeah. when it comes to uh, being in the know of this stuff. So, hey, get in an extra pin. Maybe your uh, quill and ink, quick yeah. little dippage sure. in there, you know. Whatever you got to do, I understand. But make sure you get this into the dome because this is going to be important. I already said it, but it is going to be important, important, important. Yeah. They play – the football team six opponents that have over a week to prepare for them Eesh. and they only play one opponent that has under a week to prepare for them the football team plays four games at a rest disadvantage and Key only ones. one with a rest advantage and yes partner they are extremely key extremely key it doesn't get much better in the primetime game department either. They play one game off of a short week road game, mm -hmm. and they also play one game off of a road Sunday night or Monday night football game. Right. So, in my opinion, the opponents are not that difficult. Sure. I already said it earlier this season is going to be a little bit challenging. Sure. For sure. We get... We get past the bye week, past the Bucks. I think it's going to be cruise control, and I think, I think they so. get into the playoffs. And we'll talk about all that more in the betting preview. But it is going to be so crucial that this team is dialed in at every second yeah. of every damn game in order for that to happen. And I think with the limited amount that I know about Riverboat Ron, he got any distractions, right. any issues. We cleared up the whole football team deal scandal shindig whatever you want to call it at this point in time i think all of that stuff is finally out of the building we don't have any more issues starting to consider new names here already yeah, that's what i'm saying and i and i think i think this is the year for the football team but they have to be on point mm -hmm. and i don't question that from ron rivera and i'm starting to not question it from some of the veteran leadership nope. in these players and sure. i think they cut out any cancers that might have been remaining in that locker room, in my opinion. Yep. I think the only one is still Mr. Dan Snyder in that high castle. And like you said, though, I think he will remove himself from this team because I think he realizes that he's been part of the problem. As far as on the field, he's obviously had problems. All we won't get into yeah, that. But, you know. We won't get into all that nonsense behind the curtain. So we'll keep this Mr. real Snyder's, high. Uh, yeah. That all of that being said, full record predictions, uh, some of the key uh, rest and prep advantages disadvantages you guys need to know about that is everything entire schedule breakdown for the washington football team we are right on the money as far as time goes so we have two more segments to get through is yes, there full betting preview and the entire fantasy advice from yours and yours truly in start stash or pass so let's keep it steaming down the tracks the proverbial podcast train with today's Full betting preview for the Washington football team. As always, my friends, you know the drill. Let's go back to the past real quick. Come on along with me. We got to get into the time machine and talk about some 2020 numbers. The football team was an underdog on average of 3.3 points last season. The books are having a little bit more faith in them, just as we are down to now 2.1 underdogs on average here in 2021 they're only favored in four games and they're dogs in 13 games but we'll talk about it shortly those underdog spots are not big numbers at all no, sir in 2020 they held an ATS record of 10 and 7 with a 7 and 9 straight up record the ATS does include playoffs for those of you there in the back 
as a favorite. They were 1-2 against the number and 9-5 and against the number as a dog. At home, they were 6-3 and three ATS with a 3-5 and five straight up record. 1-1 one one ATS as a home favorite and 5-2 and two ATS as a home pooch. On the road, they were 3-4 and four against the number with a 3-4 and four identical straight-up record. 3-3 three and three as a road favorite against the number and 0-1 ATS as a road puppy. They did have one neutral site game, so maybe if that comes into play at any point in time here this season, uh, they were 1-0 ATS in that game. So maybe a little something-something for y'alls to think about out there too. As far as game totals go, my friends, Average line for the football team in 2020 was 44.3. Hmm. They have ticked that bad boy up here a few points in 2021 to 46.4. So maybe the Fitz tragic appearances are fewer and farer than more regular and nearer. But who knows? We still have to uh, let the jury be out on that one. But in 2020, 7 and 10 overall over under record that does include playoffs as well for those of you wondering why there's 17 games there at home six and three to the under on the road four and three to the under neutral site one and oh to the under as a favorite three and oh to the under and as a dog eight and six to the under all of those numbers do include playoffs last but certainly not least no, I love one. You know he loves one. I'm starting to learn at this time that you guys love them too. Because oh, yeah, baby. the viewership pops up when I get to the damn teasers, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody loves a good teasers. You get them through the key numbers. You get a few legs there, and you get some plus money poly action. Well, let me tell you, the football team's going to be a team you want to add to your teasers. Maybe even this upcoming Sunday. Who is to, to say? say you probably can get them at two and a half field goals if you tease them right now. And I'll tell you what, if you put them in a seven-point teaser, look back from last year, 13-2 and two in those seven-point teasers. They were 12-3 and three in six points and 15-1 and one in ten-point teasers. So there have been a few key teams that are very, very good in ten-point teasers. So need a little extra leg, get you that plus money folly category. Washington football team will get it done for you. All right, come on back. Back to the future. One day remains. Now I need a little high-quality H2O Ooh. here real quick because I just blasted you sure through did. those 2020 stats. These uh, first couple week lines have not really moved at all. The uh, first one did by a half point, though. Okie dokie, artichoke, up or down? Uh, two, one. Okay. Well, here we go, my friends. That all being said... There's the 2020 stats. Back to the future. Mm -hmm. One short day till the NFL season begins. Can Ooh. you believe it? I cannot. I am still buzzing in my chair, but let me keep things nice and concise just for now. We'll get a little wild on TTL after hours, okay? Just, just everybody relax. All right. Weekly lines for the Washington football team broke down for you. Uh, we'll start with the spreads, then we'll look at a few game totals if there's any value there. Week one. They are at home against the Chargers. Already talked about it. They are one-point dogs catching a point in that game. Week two, home again, and they are laying three points against the division rival Giants. They go into Buffalo in week three. They're getting a touchdown and a half as underdogs. Then week four, they're getting three points as dogs against the Falcons. Both me and my partner predicted that as a win. I suggest you hammer in the money line, in my opinion. 
are a few weeks out, but I do love that play. Week five, New Orleans. That one's at home. I think New Orleans is going to be bounced around all over hell. I think that is a great money line value play as they are underdogs by a point and a half in that game. Week six, they're catching two and a half field goals. They are a six and a half point underdog to the Kansas City Chiefs right. in week six of all people or all teams. That's right. very interesting to me. Week eight, they are getting a field goal in Mile High Stadium against the Broncos, and then they have their bye week in week nine. Come out of the bye week to play the defending Super Bowl champs in week 10, getting a touchdown as an underdog. Week 11, they are getting a point against the Carolina Panthers. Week 12, they're a two-and-a-half-point dog to the Seattle Seahawks, but that game is in Washington. So once again, give me the money line and the points on that bad boy. Then week 13, going to be interesting. Rough rest disadvantage there going to Las Vegas to play the Raiders as two-and-a-half-point dogs. Then week 14, they come back home to play the uh, Cowboys, and they are one-and-a-half-point favorites that week. In week 15, they're also, again, one-and-a-half-point favorites against another division rival, the Philadelphia Eagles. That is in Philly. Then they go to Dallas as five-and-a-half-point dogs in week 16, come back to Washington to play the Eagles in week 17 as three-point favorites, and then they go over yonder to New York to play the Giants in week 18 to close out their season as one-and-a-half-point dogs. So, we talked about it earlier on in the show. Now you officially know, week 11 to week 18, I think you have to play the money line in every single one. Okay. That's my opinion. Okay. And I think they I think they roll out. I think they went out, no question, 7-0, get out the door. They're ready for playoffs, ready to rock and roll. They might see their last loss of their entire season. Maybe win the doggone Super Bowl. When... Uh, when they visit the Bucks, that'll be or when they welcome the Bucks in, the Bucks will uh, smack them in the mouth. They'll get really upset. They'll get real irritated, and they're going to rattle off seven straight, in my opinion. After that, I think the Seahawks are going to slip up a little bit. We talked about it, mm-hmm. and man, oh man, I think they have a real, real damn good shot to do that at the end of the year. So, I know that's a bold take. Maybe they only go five and two. Maybe they slip up in Dallas against the boys. Maybe they do slip up against the Raiders in Vegas. But man, oh man, I think it's going to be valuable because they are underdogs more often than not. And I think that is a spot you need to key on right here and now, even though that is 10 weeks away at this point. That's where I'm at. And I told you guys, too, they might be underdogs in 14 games overall, but they are not big spreads at all. So I think the Washington football team is going to make you extremely profitable this season. There's some future plays we'll talk about here shortly, too. I think across the board, we could clean fucking books out on the football team this season. If they're as good as we think they are, I think so too. And if that is the case, I think some of these uh, short spreads might flip a little bit. Mm-hmm. Having said that, some of these plus one, two spreads, I don't think it's going to flip to you know anything crazy. I think it's still going to be within a field goal and, and with Washington maybe be favored in a few of these. So I'm kind of right there with you, my man. Even against some of these good teams, if it's at least a touchdown, I might hammer in that Washington football team. After they got rolling last year, I mean, I mentioned the first half of the season, they obviously struggled, but that's uh, Haskins and Kyle Allen. Once they flipped things around and got their things rolling and won the division, their biggest loss was an eight-point loss in the wildcard round to the Tampa Bay Bucks. So a lot of these good teams, I think they can stay with at least a touchdown, keep it muddy, keep it real grindy games. And, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, think we'll have some profitability. And at the very least, I think they're going to be another team you can count on in some teasies. Ooh, absolutely. At the very least, give me – 
all of them, I uh, probably will put them in a teaser this weekend. I think with so, them, too. With them being the dogs, because we talked about it off the show. We were going to stay away probably from the football team and Chargers game just because I actually said it on the show. We love those teams yeah. both so much, and we just don't know exactly what to expect in week one. And on paper, they're so damn accurate. So maybe taking the points, teasing it up a touchdown and a half or even six and a half, getting it up to a touchdown and a half. Yeah. That might be valuable as all shit, but I think be so. careful what other teams you take in correlation with that because right. there's a lot of teams that I think can be trappy. Like they have set a few solid sure. teasable lines. Sure. Be careful. I'll probably play a teaser. Make sure you follow me on Twitter or on the Action Network app or on talkingtheline.com. Right. You'll see all of our stuff there. All right. All of that being said, that's the uh, weekly spreads. Now, as far as game totals go, they were an under team last year. A lot of different spots. I don't necessarily know what we get this year. Is it going to be, oh, ho, ho, Fitz magic? Or is it going to be Fitz tragic? Well, or is it going to be Fitz mediocre? Or what are we going to see from this offense? I think the defense, no problem. Sure. I think they limit opponents very, very, very dramatically this season. But I just don't know what we see from week to week. Right, and as far as the points, yeah. As far as points go. So I think the totals are going to be a bit of a stay away. Yeah. I mean, they open up 44 and a half, 43, 48, 48, 46 and a half. Right. Those are prime up, down, left, right. Where do we go? No idea. So I think you're going to have to be just a little bit tentative on the football team as far as uh, game totals go to start the season. Yeah, I'm with you right there as well. I think there's a few that, based on the matchup, you might say, no way this goes over. But I think the books are going to be pricing it just right or setting the total just right to where it's going to be tough to get an under. And they might move it down towards 40. Because that week two number of 43 against the Giants, I find it hard to believe that this Giants team is going to move the ball in this uh, Washington defense. So I'm interested in that under, but they might move it to a spot that's going to be tough to get it at. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. I don't know. I'm going to stay away from game totals for the football team for the time being per me. Mm. Hey, partner. Way too early week one pick, but actually not really way too early anymore because the NFL fucking season starts tomorrow. Holy shit, I'm about to shoot out of my chair. And then in four short days, it will be starting <laughs> on Sunday. So when on Sunday, these two teams meet, the Washington football team and the Los Angeles Chargers in the beautiful Washington football team stadium. I don't know what the shit is called. It is the FedEx stadium, maybe now still. Who knows? Either way, partner, I don't give a damn what that is. What I care about are you. Riding with the football team in week one because we are so damn high on them and they start off on the highest of notes. Or are you going to be riding the sophomore quarterback to pick up right where he left <sighs> off, which is actually here, and maybe <sighs> blows through the ceiling? Are you going to stay away oh, man. from the spread? Maybe look at the game total. Or in general, are you telling me you're staying far the fuck away from this game that you don't even want to sprinkle a penny on it? I think I safely, I am saying I will most likely go with a teaser on this game, but I am actually leaning towards the football team. And this one, and the last thing that's, I don't know, I'm still still kind of a lean because I really like the Chargers here, and it's obviously a tight spread, so I think it's going to be a tight game. The thing that might be pushing me over the edge is that the Chargers have to travel across the country. And I think this Washington uh, environment is, uh, people might be underestimating it. This Washington football uh, fan base is uh, about as good as they come. And they've had. Just because they've had nonsense doesn't mean they're still not strong. Exactly. And they haven't <laughs> had all. teams, they haven't had teams to show up for. And I think this uh, fan base is re energized to at least a decent degree here. And I think it's going to be a tough environment. 
Having said that, I, it's still a lean because I still really like this Chargers team, but I am starting to lean towards the old football team money line here, but I will most 90% plus chance that I throw them in a teaser for sure. Most def, I echo every single thing you yeah. say. I'm, I already told you I'm staying away from game totals for the football team for now. Running in the opposite direction, as a matter of fact. As far as spread goes, I think there's going to be some serious, serious value on them. I would lean football team. I would lean the plus money, Polly at home. Yep. But I think the best bet here today or this weekend, football Sunday, baby. Oh, my gosh. I just got chills up my Football spine. team, football Sunday. Football team, football <laughs> Sunday. I think it needs to be in one of your teasers, uh. and I think it is the perfect price right at one and a half. Get you a nice six and a half point teaser going a nice three, four legger rocking and rolling, get you something around plus four fifty yeah. odds. Cash that some beach. So add them in there. I think that's the best bet of week one here for the football team between them and the Chargers. Thank you, sir. Of course. I appreciate it. All right, my friends. It's officially time. We talked about it just a little while ago. It's time to get back into it now. We briefly discussed the season win total. Sure did. And partner. Oh, hey. All right. We oh, you got fucking him. waving at me or something. Here we go. Uh, we got him. So <laughs> I was saying, let's go right over the fucking head. All right. Oh, you're waving at me or something. For fucking fuck's <laughs> so that all being said, me and my partner have finally come to an agreement of a specific hey, side. Oh. We didn't nail it right on the head. We're not just one under, one over. We have some value, ladies and gentlemen. So. All ears, quickly, one more time, if you're with me, a little bit optimistically, maybe giving them an extra win here or there. But we're going 12-5 and five for the Washington football team in 2021. Now, That's you going 12-5. That is me. Yeah, yeah. I said that was me. Now, if you're okay. with my partner. You said where? Maybe I spaced for a half second. I, I think know. you did, Bob. Uh, so, <laughs> fucking shit. So, if you're with my partner, as I was saying, they're going to be going 11-10-7. and 10-7. Or 11 and 6, depending on if they get another one here or there. But 10 and 7, 12 and 5. That all being said, the current season win total is set at 8.5 for the foosball team, yes, ladies sir. and gentlemen. So we have a specific spot that we are clearly leaning to. The over 8.5 is currently set at minus 115, under 8.5 currently set at minus 105. I'll eat a little bit of chalk. I think it's a doggone good play. I know you love to see plus money when you're playing a little bit of a future play, but I think this serves as some long-term value, and I don't think that this is going to be a huge sweat. I think a lot of people are going to play the under, and the books will clean it out. I think the over's the play to make here, and as we speak, fuck it. I'm adding it to my bets. Go ahead. Okay, I am also on that side. Obviously, I've got 10 and 7. I'm not quite sure if I'll be hammering this in necessarily. Not saying that I don't like it at all. I personally might just like a couple of uh, these other options that we might talk about in a second. Having said that, this one definitely is one that I'm pretty confident in. But like you said, as far as hammering in a minus future, I don't love it. Mm. So I think I'm going to steer my interest in uh, you know the ones we're about to talk about here. So that being said... We haven't got to talk about one of these in a long no, time. No, sir, we have not. really hasn't been any value. An alternate total. You don't want to eat that chalk, mm. which I'm not the biggest fan of either. We're both well over nine and a half. Yep. Even if you're a little pessimistic, a little more optimistic, well over nine and a half. That's a plus 160 right now. So I think that has some damn good value. And shebang, 
It's in the slip. Okay. I got uh, I got some serious uh, digging around to do here. I got 20 things in the bet slip over the course of this weekend through Thursday. Yes, sir. So I've been a hey, I've been game planning. I'm I'm telling you, we'll talk about it at the end of the show. But we are both getting ready to line your damn pockets with nothing but stone cold cash. Nothing but it. We are cashing gridiron Not tickets all season long so hey we'll talk about what's going on the rest of the week because obviously nfl special editions are all over we got some other stuff to touch on but hey let's wrap it up here with the full betting preview uh we have some division conference and super bowl winner odds now if you didn't see it on uh twitter this morning our guest of the day for wise words dropping today at noon joe D'Amico has a future play out of the NFC East, and it just so happens to be on the Washington football team as the outright winners. We talked about it weeks ago before mm-hmm. we even talked about the mm-hmm. football team, how we believe, I mean, because we covered every other NFC East team before we even got here. Right. We were didn't pretty, pick any of those teams. We didn't pick any of those teams, <laughs> and process of elimination, I think the football team is the best bet here, and it, it was crazy how it worked out. We recorded the whole show, and he's like, hey, I got a couple free picks I can dish out for yes, you guys sir. if you want to. I said, ah, shit, hell yeah, we'd love to. And I was like, what do you got? He's oh, I got two futures, and I got a college play. I was like, oh, what, what are the NFL future? And he's like, well, I got one out of the NFC East. I said, whoa, 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 who, who do you got? He's like, football team? I said, oh, we got to have that. So if you can't tell how excited I am that uh, we lined up with him on that, they are second right now in the NFC East. But if you didn't listen to the video, go watch the video. It's about finding long-term investment value when you're playing these futures. It's not about the quick hitter right now. And the main thing you want to do is eliminate the favorites. It is so difficult. And he actually has some really good opinions on the Dallas Cowboys uh, that he laid out. So if you haven't checked that out after the show, don't leave live if you're watching around. But Go check that out. Got that pick out there as well. So I will be, have already hammered in the Washington football team to win the NFC East. Yeah, I'm going to be right there with you, my man. And I think this is the only one that I'm going to be playing at plus 220 because I think make or miss the playoffs. I think there's going to be one team coming out of this division. The make or miss playoffs there, yes, at plus 156. I like the plus 220 because I think the only team that's going to make the playoffs is the the division winner. And I'm not going to go to that 8.5 because... It very well could be an eight-win team uh, coming out of this division once again, okay. and you're giving okay. me plus 220 for that caveat, so I will absolutely hammer that in. Like you said, we've been talking about this one for a while, and it only amplified it when Mr. Joe D'Amico was on our side, so I will be absolutely be hammering this in above all the other ones here. Yeah, apologize. I uh, skipped over the old make-miss playoffs That's all right. as I usually hit it, but I like uh, this one better yeah, I, I definitely like this one better. I think the yes has value, maybe a little extra sprinkle. Sure. I think they definitely make the playoffs and shock the world. I have already talked about it earlier on in the show. That all being said, as far as the NFC winner, you obviously can't really deduct too much. They obviously made it to the playoffs last year. They looked really damn good with Taylor Heineke. So sure. if they get some cohesion rock and they get some stuff going, maybe worth a sprinkle at plus 2,400 odds. They're currently 10th right now to win the NFC. Obviously, I told you a long time ago, I'm back in the Rams. Obviously, you know my partner, Cheesehead himself, is back in the Packers. So not a huge play, I would say here, nor on the Super Bowl at plus 5,000. Maybe a little sprinkle if they shock the world, but I think the most valuable is going to be them winning the NFC East. You're getting great plus money value, and this team looks to be primed to absolutely run away with the division. So 
that's our best bet out of uh, anything future-wise. But we do have, as always, even though this time we got to give you some value and just right. told you, did not tell you, don't play, stay away, leave it alone. We have some side bets. We got a little bit of action here, and one of them is actually my favorite. And if you have not gone and read my NFL Futures Awards blog, I wrote it weeks ago. Weeks ago, my friend. Like, back in first week of August, I wrote this thing. Maybe even before first week of August. Like, it's been a long time since I've blogged because we've been busy as shit on the back end with some stuff. I wrote an NFL Honors Awards blog, and I've had them locked in since then. If you haven't stopped by our blogs, my partner writes them all the time, too. We just had a little bit of a, a break here because yeah. we've been busy as all get out. Go to TalkingTheLine.com. Check out our blogs. I wrote about Chase Young weeks ago. Yeah. I think he is Defensive Player of the Year, no question in my mind. The one thing that I really keyed on, and I suggest you go read it, is that I believe what does it for him is the numbers. Numbers are what wins these awards. And one key number that I think we see ridiculous improvement on, and that's sacks. Mm -hmm. He only had seven and a half last year. I think we see closer to 14, 15, yeah. maybe even leading the league, pressing Aaron Donald yep. for lead this season. So I know we won defensive rookie of the year. I understand whatever. I think you're going to see an entirely new elevation of this man. I'm so glad they bubble wrapped him in the preseason. I would have been so pissed if anything happened because I made this bet so yeah. long ago. It has come down just a little, um, but it's still right around the same ballpark, plus 1,000, plus 1,200, somewhere right in there. You can find it at a different price. So definitely line shop. If you're finding it at the plus 1,200, there's nobody in my mind that even touches Young right now for Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I'm right there with you, my man. I'm going to be hammering this one in. The only other guy, I might have sprinkle a little two different guys here just because if one of them wins, I'm still winning profit. Miles Garrett was my other guy. I think both of these guys are extremely similar, have extremely sim uh, similar seasons. Mm. But I think the thing that's going to set Chase Young apart is that he's going to be on a defense that's, uh, you know, we're pretty high in the Cleveland Browns defense, but Sir. I think uh, there's Sir. a better chance that this Washington football team defense looks even better. And if Chase Young's the one leading the fucking squad on that one, I think he's gonna the one the one going to be taking this award. Well, it's actually interesting because we kind of have like a little a little flip flop, if you will. You're super high on Miles Garrett. I'm super high on Chase Young, but not to say that either one of right. us aren't. And then. I'm super high on JOK, mm. and you got some strong opinions on Jamin Davis. Nah. Not super high, but it's kind of weird how we kind of had that split A as far bit. as the linebackers and the defensive ends there. So that's perfect segue. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Jamin Davis. You know my pick, Jeremiah Wusukoramoa, JOK. I actually heard somebody say that on a broadcast yep. the other day, so I don't, it spreads, baby. I don't know if uh, I triggered that. If I did, hell yeah, JOK, let's go go but uh, highly doubt that I did because it was on the worldwide leader either way Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa remains a Wusu Koromoa come on Colt remains locked in as my defensive rookie of the year but maybe a little bit of sprinkle as I've said with a couple other guys Jamin Davis could put up some numerals in this uh, 2021 season under Riverboat Ron and his defense ability to develop young players so Something to think about. I'm staying away from that one. I do love what you said, but kind of what uh, all-encompassing of his conversation from earlier and kind of tagging along with what you said as far as winning the Defensive Player of the Year award, I'm on Jalen Phillips. I also like your pick. I think J Jamin Davis, he might be the guy that has the biggest impact mm -hmm. for defensive rookies, but I don't think it's going to show up quite as much on the stat sheet as some of these other guys. That's kind of where my heart lies. Yeah. 
Like what you said about what he could be Luke Keekley 2.0, I think that's very true. I just he might he's gonna have to have a shitload of tackles. He's gonna have yeah. to have a handful of sacks, maybe a couple turnovers. Well, that was Luke, but and it, it is certainly possible. I'm not saying the path isn't what there. Do we, what do we always say? Yeah, the path, the path is, is the there. path is there. <laughs> I just think there's gonna be. I mean, I, I picked Jalen Phillips because I think his sack number is gonna be right around double digits. I just think this typically award goes to a guy that's got right around double digit sacks or a handful of interceptions. And I don't think uh, Jamin Davis is going to be showing up on the stat sheet like that, but I do think he's going to be damn good this year. I would have to agree with you, He is number friend. two as far as odds, though. Okay. Main so, reason I put it down, because I figured right, it was at least right, worth talking about. Right. Yeah, I, too, also put a little sprinkle on Jalen Phillips after we talked about him in Miami. Yep. Like, it it was hard not to. Yep. And also Jalen Waddle. Little sprinkle too offensive for the year. I yeah. mean, a uh, little something to think about there. They might have something happen in Miami, but then again, they might be way overpriced and overhyped just because of what they did last year we'll and uh, the, some of the names. But hey, we're not talking about the Miami Dolphins. We're talking about the Washington Football Team, and we're about to wrap it up with the fourth and final segment of the day, and then get into a little bit of TTL after hours. So, last but certainly not least, my friends, hope you have already secured your winning team for your fantasy football league. But if you have not, let us indulge you with the last segment. Oh, baby. For the entire NFL special edition journey. All 30 episodes. I am so excited we decided to undertake this. Mm -hmm. I have never felt more prepared for the NFL Seriously, season. Man. Thank you guys so much for stopping by every single one of these and allowing us to fill your noggins with knowledge, insights, analysis, trends, everything. We know we're a couple of goofy guys, and we just have a blast. Me, sometimes a little more goofier than my partner, but it's something that I admit to and that I fully embrace. So if you don't like it, you can just go pound sand because I ain't changing for nobody or no thing. So that all being said, thank you guys again so much. Let's wrap up the final NFL special edition with the last segment and what we have coined. Start stash or pass for the of last. Of course, the last time. one. I gotta fuck it up. <laughs> just strong. Either way, you know, actually, not of course for the last one. Incredibly on brand. Very on brand. Incredibly on brand. Had a nice stretch in the middle there where anyway. I figured it out and then I lost it. <laughs> I wouldn't have expected it any other way. It had to end that way. Oh fuck. So that all being said, my friends and my friend over there, I need your opinion. Quarterback, Ryan. Oh, 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 Fitz magic. And behind him, Taylor Heineke. Are they worthy of a spot on your fantasy team? I know you don't have them on your current fantasy rosters anywhere, but what are your thoughts? Are you starting, stashing, or passing? Or for them, should they be starting, stashing, or passing on the quarterbacks here in Washington? I think uh, Mr. Fitzpatrick is going to be what he's been throughout his career fantasy-wise. A guy that's going to be at the top of that waiver wire, and if you are absolutely desperate, whether that be for a bye week or some type of injury, he might be a guy that you can slot in and pray that you get Fitz Magic as opposed to Fitz Tragic because if Fitz Tragic shows up, you're going to get uh, no more than five, six points. However, if Mr. Fitz Magic shows up, you could be going north of 20. Mm. Just a little too hard to predict. So no, I won't mm. be starting him. No, I won't be stashing him. But desperation, it's always fun to get a little sweat with Mr. Fitzpatrick in there. Yeah, I uh, I definitely have a red flag on him. I like uh, a little bit of Fitz magic on the uh, radar from time to time once we get into fantasy season and, uh, you know, maybe get into week eight, week nine, sure. week ten. Holy shit, he's clipping along. Let me slot him in, and he has a 28-point game yeah. out of nowhere. So definitely worth a little red flag, but I, too, am not starting him at the time, nor did I take a stash on him. Running backs, serious opinions on this. 
because ya boy got him at his RB2, and I have named my team the Gibsons of Anarchy. Gibsons of Anarchy. How about that? One of my favorite shows on the planet. Actually, my favorite show on the planet, and I get to name my football team <laughs> after it. That's just the greatest thing on the planet. Yeah, there you go. And also, for all of you chumps in the league, I know you're listening out there. You know the vibes I'm coming with. Go ahead, take a look at the Avatar. You'll see the Grim Reaper. And if you doubt it for a second, you soon will know what happens after Sunday is complete. Mm. That is what I will say to you mm. right here I think and we're now. all shaking, dude. I can tell, Mr. Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> all that being said, I absolutely love Antonio Gibson in 2021, boys and girls. I think he produces not only PPR but also in a standard point league. I think PPR definitely helps him a lot, Sure, but I think he's going to be great across the board. I think he is an elite, elite RB2 now after what we saw last year, after not really producing at all in Memphis in college. Absolutely terrific. And then J.D. McKissick, waivers opened up today. He was still on the waiver. I actually just pinched him up real quick for a nice little bench spot. I had Mm -hmm. Rashad Bateman, tossed him in my IR, and then I picked up McKissick. Yeah. I think he is very, very good. Barring, I don't want to say this, but anything happens to Gibson, I think he is a great, right great handcuff, and he will pick up. He'll probably pick up even more in the PPR department. He is a little bit more of a receiving back than Gibson yeah. is, but I have no problems at all having him on my bench, and I wouldn't even call it wasting a bench spot. No, so certainly not. RB2, firm for Gibson from me, and then definitely worth a handcuff and a late-round flyer stash on J.D. McKissick. Yeah, I'm similar. I'm similar as you are. I think there's a. I would say I'll go even higher on the ceiling for both of these guys. I think there's a world in which uh, you know maybe they're overexpected and they kind of split a little bit. I don't think that's going to be the case though. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. Because Gibson, I think his ceiling is, uh, you know, RB1 ceiling. I'm not saying yeah. he's going to get there, but, you know, he's a fantastic RB2. And then I even McKissick, if you have a week where you're desperate for a flex spot partner, I think he might slot in there and be a nice, as at least in PPR, mm-hmm. as we are. And, uh, you know, because he had some nice numbers last year for PPR in certain games. So I think it was a great pickup for you. I'm a little uh, bummed that I, I had other plans, so it's all good. But uh, Eckler and Gibson, boys and girls. Yeah, I like it, man. I'm a little jealous because I'm a big. <laughs> Eckler guy. I mean, I think the ceiling for Gibson is what we saw a couple of years from Eckler, a couple of years ago from Eckler, which Big was time. fantastic. Absolutely. I don't know that he gets quite there, but uh, yeah, Eckler has his own ceiling of getting back to there. So I think he got a nice two uh, PPR RB punch there. Appreciate it, my friend. Wide receivers. Um. Carson Wentz is a full participant in practice today. Holy cow, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. If you tuned into the TTL pod, you didn't have to look at another social media outlet. You didn't have to go anywhere. You didn't have to talk shit to nobody. You heard it here first. Carson Wentz, full participant at Wednesday's practice. It does look like he will be taking the field for their week one matchup. Love to see it, Carson. Way to come back and battle through, kid. Hopefully, uh... That works wonders. Might have to talk about that game in the end of the show here. We might have to for the Blue Horseshoes. We'll yeah. talk about that here in just a little while on TTL After Hours. we got plenty to get into there. But let's wrap up. Start, stash, or pass. Plug back in my headphones right quick. <laughs> Wide receivers. Already said it. Terry McScorn, Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin, Terry F1 McLaurin, whatever you want to call him. Firm 
wide receiver two with upside. Oh, yeah. I want to say wide receiver one, but I just think there's a week or two here where maybe Curtis Samuel might shit off and he might have a shit off. Uh, might have a <laughs> wonderful wide receiver two week. I know that's kind of a uh, slang term to use, but that's the first thing that came to my head. Um, but I think definitely Samuel is worth a late round stash and, and even a flex spot. I think he's going to oh, have yeah. better, better games more often than not. I'm a little interested to see what Adam Humphrey's done. He really got lost in the mix over the last couple seasons in Tennessee. So I don't know. Maybe he is just right in the slot yeah, for this offense, either. and then maybe not. Maybe Daimi uh, Brown comes in out of nowhere, yeah. and he has an electrifying performance one game, and then they slot him in. I'm just not too certain what guy we see it from one week. Obviously, McLaurin is the most proven out of these guys at this point in the ballgame. So if you're targeting anybody, I would target him. But I tried to actually pick up Curtis Samuel. I was like, oh, shit, I do have Gibson. But I I would like to kind of stash Samuel for maybe a flex play here or there. Yeah. And he was already picked up. Sure. So he's definitely going to go off the board. Something to think about there. So I will be kind of starting, kind of stashing across the board. How about you, partner? Yeah, I'm interested in, uh, yeah, I won't uh, waste any time on McLaurin. Very similar thoughts as you. I think he's going to have a solid season might be a tiny bit higher than you on curtis samuel i think he's a solid flex play depending on how deep your league is he had around 14 average last year i think he gets similar numbers here and i don't know what to expect from adam humbry as much as you don't i am going to be passing on him just because there's some uncertainty there he missed a handful of games he had an 8.3 average when he did play so not bad but, uh, you know, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be a security blanket for Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're going to watch these Washington football games. You're going to see him a few times getting these five-yard little catches for first downs. And you're going to say, hey, Adam Humphreys is available on the waiver wire. I'm a little desperate. Let's scoop him up. And then he gets you three catches for 30 yards. And you're uh, crying because he threw him in out of desperation. So I think that's where I'm leaning. I'm staying away from him altogether. I stayed away from him altogether. And I don't even think I'm going to be scooping him up. If he changes my opinion, then sure, obviously, he'll change my opinion. But I don't think we're going to see that this year from him. Agreed on all of that, my friend. Tied in, Logan Thomas, uh, about the only one that I have any type of opinion on. Yeah. I saw him go way earlier than I would expected him to in our league. I'm going to pass on him. I don't think he has that much value. I, you know, we always talk about the mid-tier tight ends, then that cream of the crop and the high level of that next level cream of the crop. And I don't even think he really falls into that top tier that I, I, I don't, I, I just don't know. I, I can't write home enough about it. And I, I just, yeah, I'm going to pass on him altogether this year. Is this is it possible that this guy slipped under your radar last year? He was number three tight end. Was he the number yeah. three tight end overall? I don't think he's going to be that I, high I think, again. I, I think, think your regression just because overall across yeah. the board. Like, no, he was I can't not, fault you for he it. Was not that, <laughs> he was not that good of a tight end. Yeah, like, and kind of like you said, without George Kittle, uh, you know, getting to number three is a lot easier. Don't think he's top three once again. I didn't scoop him up. I think he's got some value. I mean, he sat on the waiver wire through like week 11 yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He's a surprise. <laughs> it's not uh, out of the question that he slipped under people's radar but i do think he regresses this year i think he's a top 10 tight end once again but uh, i don't know quite what we see from him they brought in some weapons here obviously a new quarterback so i think it's gonna be a little different story but i do think he's got some value here all right so a little bit different than me i uh i just haven't i guess i'm a little bit more scarred um from why am i blanking he just retired he's out of the league now um uh reed Ah, Jordan Reed. Jordan okay. Reed. I'm just, <laughs> just Washington tight ends. Yeah, no, thank you for you. I'm just scarred from that, man. Yeah, Every time enough. I've tried to buy into Jordan Reed, he, he, in the words of Joe D'Amico, you hear this, he walks to the freaking, he walks to the refrigerator and then in the <laughs> middle of the night, next thing you know, he's on IL. Yeah. And I, we just don't have time for that around right. here. So I'm going to pass on that altogether. As far as the kickers go, nothing I can really write home to you guys about there. Nothing I really care. Well, actually, that's a lie. 
Dustin Hopkins is worth a stash. He's worth an ad as your guy. He might finish around top 15, yeah. top 20. He The problem is, is that he might have a bonehead play here or there, a bonehead kick here or there that it's it'll it'll cost you a week. And that's because I've had him as my kicker before, sure. and he'll cost you a week. So tread lightly with Dustin Hopkins. It doesn't look like they have anybody else come in to uh, compete with him. So as far as that all goes, it is going to be Dustin Hopkins. And then the defense. They were on my list. I had them in my queue. I wanted to get them three picks before me. Mm. They were taken off yeah. the board. So I ended up going with the 49ers defense. I think still extremely valuable. But this Washington football team defense has yeah. stupid, stupid value in 2021 in yep. fantasy. And I think much like we talked about the Bucks, and actually you said this, I think it begs maybe drafting the defense a little bit earlier than you typically would just because of the week-by-week production that these guys should have. So I love the defense. They were my number one defense overall, and I had to pivot to the 49ers, but I'm not disappointed with that. What are you feeling about the defense? Yeah, I mean, they were number four defense last year. I think they're going to be top five easy, and I think they'll be competing for that number one uh, ranking there for the defense. I didn't get them myself. I got Denver and Indy. But uh, I would have loved to have them. I think they're going to be fantastic this year for fantasy and on the actual gridiron this year. You went uh, double defense? I just scooped up uh, Indy as my number two defense on the waiver wire after some IR spots. Okay, well, there you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Every single core positional grouping and whether you should be starting, stashing, or passing on them all together for your fantasy roster in 2021. All that being said, take a deep breath. Once again, thank you guys so much. That is the final NFL Special Edition, episode number 30 of the Special Editions, episode number 120 of the Talk in the Line podcast. If you've been here for all 30, you know how we close it out before we get into a little bit of TTL after hours. First things first, let's send the football team into their 2021 seasons the only way we know how. Two, Riverboat Ron Rivera, Scott Turner, Jack Del Rio, every member of the offense, every member of the defense, and special teams, I'll never forget about you, and each and every member of the Washington football team, and maybe name TBD changed very soon. I hope not. I hope not, because I really like football team (laughs) as well. We hope you have the best of luck in your 2021 season. We will be rooting for you all the way to help us cash that NFC East division winner ticket, baby, as always. And for the final time, Godspeed. Godspeed. One of the ones lately that I've truly meant that. (laughs) Big time. Big time. Except for one. All right, my friends. All right. We've been talking about it for 30 days now. We're back. We're fucking back, back, boys and girls. It's time for TTL After Hours updates. A little bit of banner, a little bit of RMAG sidebar. And then, you know, Colt's got Motivation Minutes to dish out for you because we all need a little extra inspiration, motivation, get us through our days. Another All right. I know we've been waiting on pins and needles for this. The official announcement. Huh? This one seems bigger. The official announcement. David Cauley says that Sean Watson will not play at week one. I had you going there. I had you fucking They already going. announced Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> no, on. you didn't. They already <laughs> hey, announced Tyrod hey, Taylor. He announced it again. He you... announced it again. Get out of here with that hey, cheap hey, old hey, shit. Hey, hey. That's announced... clickbait shit. Get they out of here with that. They announced... We can't win with it. <laughs> we can't have it. 
We can't win yeah. with it on the show. You're right. I'm typically can't the uh, I'm typically the anti clickbait sniffer. Come here. on. But they announced Tyrod Taylor was going to be QB one. They didn't say whether or not Sean Watson was going to play officially or not. And now David Culley says he ain't playing, so he ain't playing. That is the most clickbait reasoning I've ever heard out of you in my entire life. And the man that absolutely destroys clickbait. You stopped the whole doggone podcast. I had you going. Uh, probably had them going too. Either way. Kaimi Fairbairn won't kick this week. Oh, just all types of news. I don't think out that's an injury. I think that just means that they won't score a point. Just all types of news coming out of Houston, if you will. Well, all that being said, let's get this show wrapped up here. A few final things. Partner. <laughs> Anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 120 of the Talk in the Line podcast on this beautiful September 8th, 2021. All right, my man. I am uh, pretty pumped that this is the way to close it out here today. So, Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick, not a uh, stat thing, a stat update all time like I've been doing. Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick, this is going to be his ninth team that he's taking a snap for here, correct? Correct. Correct. He has officially lost to 28 of the 32 teams. Nobody has lost to 31. Seven players have lost to 30 of the 32 teams, so Fitzpatrick's got 28. Three of the four are on his schedule this year, so he could set the record, and it is the Packers, the Saints, and the Bucks. He very, very well, I predict that he is going to at least tie that number of 30, but he very well could be uh, getting himself in his own little company there. The other seven guys who have lost to 30 is Drew Bledsoe, Drew Brees, Mr. Brett Favre, Matt Hasselbeck, John Kitna, Carson Palmer, and Alex Smith. I believe he might have uh, added to his number last year in Washington. So but just a whole bunch of journeyman uh, QBs. Or, you know, or just, yeah, outside of Favre and Brees. Yeah, just one other two or a couple of teams. But uh, yeah, three of the four on the schedule. The Lions is the fourth one that he hasn't lost to. So maybe he gets that opportunity. Well, never mind. He won't. He might play them next year, but he probably ain't going to get that opportunity. But I think he's losing to uh, at least two of those three, if not all three there, partner. I did predict the win over the Saints, but, you know. Hashtag every game's a revenge game for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, that's also true. That's the only thing that we didn't consider. Jeepers, uh, jeepers. I mean, you got the Bills on the schedule. I don't think there's too many teams that he used to play for that are on his schedule outside of the Bills, though. He so would like, He would like a Bills win for sure. <laughs> yeah. He'd like the Bills. Uh, they asked the him about it. I, I don't think but. he gives a shit. I, they asked him about it on a uh, part of my take a couple of weeks ago because they had him on and they were talking about revenge games. But... Uh, unless I'm blanking, that might be his only chance at a revenge game here. Maybe Tampa. Oh, you know, he played for Tampa as well. So, oh, yeah, yeah, he played for Tampa Bay, <laughs> right. baby. He played for Tampa That's Bay right. a few years on back. They had the Fitzmagic rolling right. through the uh, the old pirate right. ships there. So, hey, appreciate you bringing that to our I was attention. Trying to, That's a little something, something to think about there. I was trying to find out who's played, what quarterback has played for the most teams. I kept landing on, uh, like, John O.T. Sullivan or J.T. O'Sullivan, and it said 11 teams that he played for but then they looked he only took snaps for four of them though it was really tough to find this one i was struggling to find mm. it so fitz, fitz magic might be up there he might be in a class of his own he is he really is man and uh you know he i don't see any reason why he can't keep going he's still uh he's getting better he's aging like fine wine baby i think we'll uh you know i mentioned fitz tragic but uh i think those numbers are going to be uh not as many times as we've seen in the past here all right. Well, maybe Mag's walking back that little bit of Fitz tragic No, you just overplayed what I was talking about. Oh, so now I'm the overplayer. Yeah. Now yeah. he's the one talking about him failing. Oh, here we go again. All that being said, 
Hey, as always, thanks for your sidebar. I dog. think that was a good one to close it out. That man. was a fucking good one to close <laughs> it out. I'm excited to uh, see what direct shown, as I'm sure they are too, as we uh, trudge back into so the am daily I. show. <laughs> All right. So, the, as I always say, jury is still out on our back sidebar for uh, the foreseeable future. That being said, let's give you some key updates. T minus 30 minutes! 30 minutes for those of you in the back! Episode number one of the Wise Words podcast will be dropping in 30 minutes at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll be sure to get you guys out of here so you have enough time to get a little potty break or whatever you got to do before it drops (laughs) down. All right. That all being said, that's coming out. Make sure you check all the future plays that uh, Joe gave to us on Twitter. I'll tell you them, but go check out the analysis on Twitter. He gave us the Seattle Seahawks to win the NFC West and also the Washington football team to win the NFC East. So both NFC, opposite coast, great value. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I know sometimes on the the Daily Show, we go a little bit longer, hour and a half, somewhere in there. Sometimes it's hard to get all the way through. What we wanted to do with and and we'll trim it back down to um, once we get back to business as usual we'll talk about that here in a second but what we wanted to do with wise words is make something extremely easy to consume but also something that is jam-packed loaded with knowledge and info but at the same time gives these suits if you will an opportunity to kind of unbutton and be the real versions of themselves for a little while with some guys who just look up to them and are more than honored and privileged to be even afforded the opportunity to be doing what the hell we're doing. Right. Um, I've been doing this in the industry for about a year. Mags came on just a little bit about a month after I had really got dove into. And then we have been rocking and rolling ever since. And we took this full time and saw the market, saw the opportunity, started making connections back in May. And we haven't looked back ever since. And I'll talk about it a little bit today in my motivation minutes too. But guys, if you are wanting to chase a dream, chase a passion, go fucking do it. Go fucking do it. Do not stop. Don't wait. And if you're scared, you're worried, you're trying to find the why nots, stop it. Find the whys and just get up every morning and go to work. Because it happens. It happens. It, 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 it's painful for a while. It continues to be painful in areas. There's issues. There's things that happen. But if you truly want something and it is your true calling and passion in this life, go get it. Because we are about to come out with our second podcast. And I didn't even know how to record audio a year ago. Sure so enough. holy shiitake mushrooms when I put it in that perspective. Uh, that all being said. So excited to bring that to you guys here under 30 minutes now. Uh, We have all that happening. And then tomorrow, back to somewhat of business as usual, we'll have a Thursday night football special edition. Mm -hmm. So we'll have picks, props. I may or may not have already put a dime down on the game total. I may or may not have already put a dime down Mm -hmm. on the game total. Uh, We'll talk about that because I think that has some serious, serious, serious value on the side that I I took and got my partner to hammer it in as well this morning too. uh, Found some key things. So all Cowboys and Bucks tomorrow. We'll talk all best bets, everything in between. We might do a little bit of foreshadowing, some stuff we're looking at. Then Friday, officially back to business as usual. My best bets of the day. Excuse me. That was my best bets of the day. Our max best bets of the day. We'll have special play of the day. Obviously, it might change a little bit. We had uh, the triple play Thursday parlay, some different things like that. So we'll still have a special play of the day, whatever it might be. 
the honorable, all-knowing, ever-popular, ever-present, our favorite cubicle objects on this planet. Oh, baby. The Moneyline Dice. How could dice. I forget? He, he had no idea where I was going with that. The Moneyline Dice are going to be coming back, so they will be gracing us with their presence. They were on an absolute fucking heater before we went to the NFL Special Editions. They didn't have anything to uh, pick on. So they're ready to absolutely destroy the books all season long. They told us a few episodes back, if you weren't live for the College Football Edition, they said they're starting the NFL season on a 10-0 streak. Yep. 10-0 streak per the dice. That Hey, they said it, not us. Right. All right? So we'll have that. That'll wrap up all the uh, Daily Show. I think we're going to cut out Ransom Reactions, and we're also going to try working on another new show um, in addition to that. That kind of encompasses that because we really like doing that and sure. having that opportunity to talk about what's going on in the world, what's happening in the world of sports and sports gambling, connecting with you guys. We love that opportunity, but for what we want to do with the TTL pod and where we want to take it and the vision that we have, we got to slim it down and cut it down and make it concise. So we're going to do that, but... That being said, it's going to open us up for other avenues to be able to bring you bigger and better and cooler content. Right. So don't worry. It'll be a little bit shorter, but it'll look exactly the same as what you guys saw before. So Friday, we'll be back to business as usual. We'll have a full NFL and NCAA football, NCAA football week two, NFL week one. We won't do a full preview like we did last week. No. It's way too fucking much, Might and have to you're it. just not finding the value that you need to find. It's a very incorrect way to bet, and we just... I know it's fun to go through every game and, ah, this play, that play, this play, that way, but we want to cash fucking tickets, yep. boys and girls, and we're <clears> going <throat> to find the best value out there through making some of these connections and through doing wise words. It is only helping and adding to our repertoire as handicappers. So please keep tuning in. It's only going to keep getting better, and Friday will be all of the value we're finding for in an NFL and NCAA football. Now, as a reminder, speaking of all of those picks, so you're already ahead of the ball game. You ain't got to think about nothing. Revolutions, revolutions. You following? Okay, so Action Network app. Follow me, at cash, underscore with, underscore Colt. Riley, at RMAX, all caps. We get back to business as usual. You'll see every best bet from us at Talking the Line on the Action Network app. Apologize if there's a little bit of back noise. Assholes upstairs decided they're going to start cutting again. Well, hopefully that goes away here very soon. That all being said... If you don't have the Action Network app, you can go to TalkingTheLine.com and there is a beautiful Today's Best Bets tab for you when you hop on there. Wouldn't you know it, you can go to the Today's Best Bets tab, see all of our best bets, and you can actually click on the emblem of the logo of the team that we are selecting. It'll take you to a primary landing page. It'll show you all of our overall records, all of our analysis, and you can even bet our picks from your favorite sports book right from our website. And if you don't have an account with that sports book, oh, click on it anyway. You might just see some deals courtesy of your boys over here at TTL Sports Media. So you've been thinking about getting into sports gambling because I, I always say this, and I know a lot of you guys are starting to kind of funnel in because I talk to you outside of the show, and I'm so excited because that's why we started this. We did this for the Daily Degenerate, absolutely. We, we are degenerates. That's what we're about. But we also did this for the first time better. We don't want sports gambling to be viewed as this taboo, crazy thing. And Joe talks about it too on today's show. Towards the end of the show, something you're going to want to hear about is that sports gambling is so much fun and it is for everybody. And you don't have to bet. You don't have to bet $10,000 a game. You don't have to bet $1,000 a game. You don't have to bet $100 a game. 
You can bet $5 a game and beat your head off the wall and be so excited and sweat everything mm -hmm. out like you never have felt in your life. So that's what we're going to keep doing, man. We're going to help you guys learn. If you are a daily degenerate like us, you're going to know everything we're talking about. But if you're not, you're a first time better, you're getting into it, you're going to learn. And then we give you the opportunity to get a $250, maybe $500 deposit bonus if you just go and sign up through us. Super duper, super simple. Our gift to you. And also check out Tally site. You get 75% off every single bit of that website. It is loaded with insights, analysis, and picks from every industry-leading handicapper and analyst out there. And it is less than a dollar if you go through us. 75% off if you guys want all that knowledge and information. Hell of a thing. And then also, we got live lines and odds on there too. So do. if you don't like, oh, Colt, I don't really like any of yours. Mags, I don't really like any of yours. You can just click right over live lines and odds. You don't even have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything. And then you can continue to bet right from mm -hmm. our website. We make it so easy for you guys. So check out talkingtheline.com. You'll see all of that. We'll also be adding the Wise Words podcast tab. You won't see that on there now, but it will be available very shortly. And outside of that, it's about all I got. It's about all I know. It's about all I had to update you on. Still got my motivation minutes to dish out real quick. Not a long one here today. I know you're watching the clock. I am too. Don't worry. It's okay. We went a little bit longer than usual. No problem. No problem. That all being said, last reminder, make sure you hit this uh, in, in the episode description. Make sure you go down there and hit that link tree. That's what I was trying to say. Hit that bad boy. You'll see the website. You'll see our YouTube channel. If you aren't watching live, you'll see all of our additional content, social platforms, so you can always stay up to date. I've been saying it for the last week, ladies and gentlemen. We are fastly approaching orbit. We are touching atmosphere, but we still have tether cords hanging off. Mm -hmm. We still have extra seats on the rocket ship. But as soon as we hit orbit, we we gone. Too we late. gone. That's not too late. You can hop on. It's, you can hop on, but it's going to be extremely more difficult <laughs> to be in the know and in the now. Because sure. we're going to the moon, and it's going to be moving at light speed. So, please. Tell your friends, tell your sisters, tell your brothers, tell your uncles, tell your neighbors, everybody in between. I don't care. TTL Sports Media and the TTL Pod and the Wise Words Pod, everything we do is for all. Nobody is segregated at any point. We want everybody welcome. You will never be judged here. Come cash some tickets with the TTL crew, damn it. All right. All that being said, my friend. Anything I missed? Anything no. I left out? <laughs> you could not touch? have possibly missed anything. <laughs> All right. I didn't know if there's any late-breaking <laughs> news. I apologize. Last but certainly not least, I always like to just check. Goodness <laughs> gracious, I'll fry it. I could have just said pound sand. Last but certainly not least, my friends, something that no other podcast in our market does, I dare you to go try and find, but something I will never stop doing, something I always continue to promise to do, and that's close every single podcast with a little extra inspiration, a little motivation to get you through today and help you survive this thing called life in what I have coined my motivation minutes. This one's super sweet here today, my friends. Short and sweet and something to think about. A little bit of a rabbit hole. And I'm going to let you guys go down this one by yourself. I know I, I do this every once in a while, and today's one of those days. I was having a conversation with a very, very good friend of mine last night. And it was kind of on the lines of 
choosing your own happiness and chasing your passion and how you can be different from everyone else and how to apply certain things that will help you advance faster than everyone else. And, you know, it's, it was kind of funny. It's kind of how my message have been kind of all encompassing over the last week or so here. And we kind of got on the track of those why not, why you can't, why you shouldn't, why you won't, why you will fail, all that stuff. And we kind of got down that and it spurred me into kind of a train of thought. And I asked him this question and I wanted to ask you guys the same exact question, just a little bit of perspective on it. And I'll let you spin on that and let you apply it in your own life. But I wanted to ask you this today. What do you get up for in the morning? What is your purpose? Can you answer that question? Can you look at yourself in the mirror and say that you're fulfilled? Or are you chasing after something that you know you could have, but you keep trying to find every single reason as to why you won't or shouldn't or can't ever have it? Why do you get up in the morning? What do you get up for in the morning? What drives you? Do you get up to go to the same job, to fund the life outside of the job, to go back to the life, to fund the life outside of the job, to go back to the job, to fund the life that doesn't even really matter? That's all just a rat race that that life that you're funding outside of your job is just to try and impress other people or make other people think that you're worth more than them because of some position you hold at a company where... No one really even gives a damn about you anyway. And I know that might be hard to hear, but it's the truth. Because I've been there. I've done that. I've felt those feelings. And you know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it, it's a difficult decision. Many times to choose your own happiness, to chase after what you want. But if you get up in the morning and you can't answer what you're getting up for, and if your answer is for a paycheck, you're in it for the wrong reasons, my friend. And if you keep hitting walls of adversity and you're not finding fulfillment in your life and you're not getting to those levels that you expect your life to be on and your life is not measuring up, then you're not where you should be. You're not doing what you should be doing. And just because everybody tells you that have an XYZ job or do an XYZ thing or ABC circumstance is the right thing to do doesn't mean it's the right thing for you. It might be the right thing for a lot of people, but it might not be for you. So a lot to kind of unpack, a lot to think about, but really, then again, maybe not that much to think about at all. I ask you again, why do you get up in the morning? What do you get up for? What are you chasing after? What are you impacting? Where is your fulfillment found? And not for me, as always, for you. If you got up this morning and you can't answer that question wholeheartedly and know where your passions and your fulfillment lie, take some time to reflect and find how you can tap into your passions and your potential. And in closing, as I always say, and from the legendary Eagles, 
So oftentimes it happens that we live our lives in chains and never even know we have the key. Take the key out of your back pocket. Unlock the lock on the chains on your body and go chase after everything that you were put on this planet to do. What do you get up every morning for? And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. Good stuff as always, my man. <clears throat> Excuse me. I uh, Yeah, I mean, I can't add to it. It's uh, great stuff as always. Gotta find that purpose. And if you don't, you gotta change something up, man. No, it's a little bit deeper than I usually go. A little bit uh, hitchy in the feels. Like, oh, shit, was he just talking right to me? I know sometimes that happens. And if so, you now know how to fix it, my friend. You now know what direction to go in. And if you need a little extra inspiration, extra motivation, I've been talking about messages that all line up with this exact thing for the last week and a half, hell, for the last 120 episodes, for that being said. And then in the newsletter when I was doing my inspiration corner. So this is my passion. I never claim to be a shwami, never claim to be a genius, never claim to really know shit about shit at the end of the day. But what I do know is a few things that help me survive this thing called life and get through on a daily basis. And I take it upon myself to share that message and hopefully impact just one of you. And if I can impact one of you and change the way you're thinking, change the way your process is, I did my job. And I don't need thanks. I don't need congratulations. This is my humble gift to you. And I will continue to do so every single episode of the TTL pod. It will never go away and you will always be able to find it here like you can't on any other podcast. My motivation minutes appreciate you guy all right it is officially 10 minutes to zero time oh, a little under so i'm gonna get you guys out of here so you have plenty of time and we're gonna get on out of here too so we got plenty of time to get all set up everything cool good to go so as always ladies and gentlemen windy show loaded show last nfl special edition back to business as usual come tomorrow but for now ladies and gentlemen degenerates gamblers Fans of the Washington football team, fans of the NFL Shield, NFL betters, fantasy football players, anybody that I might have left out who joined us on episode number 120, far and wide from myself and Mags. Thank you so much for choosing to stop by the pod today, get some knowledge, insights, analysis, Thank you for your support and your following. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts, and we're only going to keep making TTL Sports Media bigger, better, funner, and more informative for each and every one of you. Do not miss the drop of wise words coming in 10 minutes, episode one, and then every Wednesday here on After. But once again, for now, make sure you check out our best bets of the day. Make sure you got everything locked down. Make sure you follow us on our tracking apps if you have not yet. So you can meet us at the pay window and soon say right side along with us at the end of every show. Oh, 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 wait. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday. Unless you have any other plans. Let's cash some tickets. <laughs>